You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Amy Heckerling's Clueless. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. We're your hosts, I'm editor Brian Okins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. What it do, Brian? Uh, it, wait, what? That's not a clueless <laughs> thing. What? Uh, you're throwing me off. That was just a random hello. Uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. We also have with us a director of photography, Mike Griggs. Woman, if you're going to do a reference, you actually have to make it from the movie. Quit calling me woman. <laughs> And we also have with us costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. And here we are, talking 1995's Clueless uh, in period month, where <laughs> we went from heavy menstruation on screen to just a one, one, one reference. Words. One reference. No, it was like a whole sentence. She had like several sentences, to be fair. Yeah. And she did announce it in front of the class, which she's I still find very wave. shocking. Yes, she's riding the crimson wave. Oh, you wouldn't wave. just announce like, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Teach. I was riding the crimson wave. <laughs> and you had to haul ass to the ladies' room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it did take me a while to pick up on that. I was like, the crimson? Oh. oh. Original. <laughs> I don't think that's something that people actually use. Oh, I've heard it. Yes. Oh, really? In reference to this movie, though. Probably, yeah. There you go. As if. <laughs> I feel like when this movie came out, I remember uh, somebody who wrote it or somebody involved in this talking about how important it was for them to get the slang just right. But as someone who grew up in Tennessee, I mean, this movie like set the bar for slang. This was obviously not in anyone's vocabulary until the movie came out. I don't know where this was, and I guess this is all L.A. slang. Yeah, it's totally California, right? Yeah, Beverly Hills. Well, and I guess it was before the internet, so we would have no idea what they were saying all the way over there. Yeah, unless it was like well, on some kind of TV show or other form of media. How, how right. else would it be translated? Yeah. I have never heard any of the, most of the slang in this, uh, I've never heard anywhere else. Uh, like Barney, calling people Barneys and Bettys. And Bettys, yeah. As, some of it, like, as if, whatever. I, yeah. The, I those think work. Those. 
I like when the guy gets down and he's like uh, looking at her legs and he goes, nice stems. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> that, that dude was just throwing out 50s fucking goddamn lingo a, every two is seconds. Is that a 50s thing? Yeah. 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 I guess yeah. Ring, yeah. ring-a-ding yeah. thing. Good style, though. Yeah, great style. Yeah. How long did it take you to figure out he was gay, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> Well, seeing that I saw it when I was a kid, like this time around, it was very obvious. But the first time, and not until, I don't know, not until, what's the guy's name? Uh, Turk from, from fucking Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh, like until he's like, dude's gay. You Donald know. Faison. Yeah, Donald that, Faison. I love that whole scene. Like, you guys, you guys know, right? You don't know? How do you not know? <laughs> well, they don't know because they're confused because there's a man who actually like looks good and is paying attention to them and like having a conversation with them. And so that's why they get confused. As you can see from the rest of the men in the movie, <laughs> they, uh, there's not much to work with there. I feel attacked. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you if you feel like you identify with everyone else in the movie, <laughs> that might be an attack, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah. men, men are attacked for their fashion choice. Uh, fashion choices in the 90s for, in this movie. Oh, dude, that baggy. I think fairly so. Oh, my God. Okay, but like that baggy scene where they're all in slow mo is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. They just roll out of bed and they put hats on backwards. But I feel like we haven't. Like honestly, as I was watching this, I was like, "Wow, we have not actually progressed very much past that." Like, yes, we can pull the pants up, and the shirts have now been washed, and so is the hair. The hair is also washed, but like that's it. That's as far as the men have progressed. (laughs) It felt very modern in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. except for like, you know, seeing beepers and stuff every now and then. But all oh, the beepers, man, <laughs> those old flip phone cell phones. I like that, though. The, I think fat, it feels the real cool. fat ones. <laughs> I like when it when it cuts to the to the girl, uh, to the little Asian girl who's, who's never missed a day in class. And she's like on her giant brick phone. Yes. <laughs> so fucking awesome. I also thought it was really funny with all of the kids and all of their plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah. And one of the scenes, the girl's like scratching her face with the antenna of her phone. Cause she, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> you said you never her. did that, Jared. You never had a phone. With I know, of course I did, but I didn't. I didn't have a nose job. I was trying to avoid. But I also feel like that could be very modern because they let you know phones in schools and kids are all about. Not, I mean, I don't know. Kids still have plastic surgery. Around that time, I got detention. I, was, no, I got like in school suspension or some shit for having my phone in school. Yeah, we. I had to keep mine in my car. Actually. Yeah, That's, they were crazy back then. Yeah. I don't think I could. I don't think phones were small enough where you could take them on your persons into a classroom when I was in high school. Oh, really? Uh, how old are you again, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> He's 45. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Let's not add years on there. But now I graduated in 2000, so. No, then know. you should have had phones because my, yeah. I mean, my Nobody parents had, had cell phones that you could carry on your person. Uh, like in starting in the mid 90s. Nobody in my high school had personal cell phones nobody hmm. no one i do remember when i got my first oh no it was a palm pilot never mind but i was very <laughs> upset when i got it because uh I, I think maybe it was the same year actually my palm pilot my cell phone like my mom is very into technology and so she bought me all of these things and i remember like one of my teachers was like oh my god you're so lucky and i was like but i don't want it so am the teacher I? was envious yeah, the Holy teacher shit. was jealous of me. And I was just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what do you want me to do with this? You could take notes on your Palm Pilot. I could take notes, yes. that, And um, it had a calendar in there, too, also. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I had a calculator where we played drug war. Oh, my God. 
Those TI-86s, man. Fuck yes, dude. Those are fun. Obviously, we would be in the nerd group. <laughs> <laughs> Kids these days don't even know. <laughs> I, like, I like the little pods of like all the, all the different crews, you know, you have... Uh, the, the billionaire like crew, you know, and then like the, I, I, the film group was funny. Like everybody all laying on top of each other with their, <laughs> with their shitty little cameras, and everybody's wearing black. I think I missed that. Where were they? It's when it's when it's when they were introducing Ty. Uh, they they were walking her down the the quad, you know, and there's all the kids around, and she's like pointing out all the different groups of kids and all all the different like all the different crews. It's kind of like, it's kind of weird, but it seems like there's this whole world going on that's around them. And then, and then uh, like, you know, share talks like that. They're very popular, but are they, or are they just popular in their little pod or, or is she like popular amongst the entire school? I mean, the implication is that she's popular in the whole school because everybody seems to know it up. Yeah. Well, I think so. I mean, the implication is that she's just popular because she's so like, you know, pretty and nice and kind of like she doesn't really have any hobbies. She's not in like a clique. And so if you're not popular to be in the popular group, you join the okay, clique, you know? Well, there's that one scene where, where it's like a Diet Coke ad where she like comes out and like everybody's clapping for her and she turns around and she's like holding Diet Coke and <laughs> she's like smiling. Oh, yeah. and just like, ah, she's oh just like, ah, after she know. got the teachers together. So everybody's yeah, yeah, grades yeah. started going up. Right. <laughs> oh, but I mean... Well, okay, so they probably go to a small school, so they do probably know all of the kids there. But, like, also, you know, we could st- totally substitute them and not call them, like, if you don't want to call them the popular kids, like, we could call them, like, I don't know, the fashion kids or something. The rich fashioning kids. I don't know. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. They, like, hang out by the pool. They collect clothes they and put them in their, crazy, in their crazy closets. And they yeah. use their touchscreen computers in 1995 to choose outfits i Did that blow your looked, mind Kristen? oh my dude, god dude when i when i saw that i spent like a year because like they were like looking <laughs> for that exist. and they were like and i knew it didn't exist because i watched the behind the scenes and they said that they made it up for the thing and i was like okay but surely someone will copy it and like i yeah. can buy it and no i i don't think that even exists to this day it's Actually, a play on overboard with, with the uh, shoe. Upset about it. I just love that she clicks it a couple times, and then at one point it's like does not match, and the whole computer starts freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I like that she couldn't pick out her own clothes, and the computer was like, "No, <laughs> we're not going to pull that out for you." Yeah, we're like, "No, we're doing this." <laughs> so, what'd you think about all the fashion stuff in this? This film is like ultimate, like you know, costume. It's like all fashion. Yes, it was amazing. I loved it, especially when I was a kid. Again, it's at the standard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. For fashion. No, because all of a sudden after this movie, you were wearing crop tops, you were wearing plaid, you were wearing the knee-high socks, um, yeah, those the hot. platform shoes, like all of that, all of that translated, even though I was probably too young to do it. Who cares? Because um, I think I was 95, so I was 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I loved it. It was great. I lo- and looking at it now, I feel like it still holds up. Like you look at it, it and it looks like it's stylish. Like it doesn't look overly like you're not like, oh, my God, that is a period like, you know, historical piece. Hmm. Like people could wear that now and you wouldn't necessarily bat an eye. It's a really good point. There are some costumes in this that like they emphasize like like the four guys walking in slow motion. That feels very yeah. 90s. But most of the girls' outfits do feel very classy and timeless in a way that, yeah. yeah, if I saw someone in them today, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's a good look. And one of, I will say, one of the things, and my mom absolutely loved this scene. She thought it was hilarious. When she's wearing that white Calvin Klein dress and he tells her to go put on a jacket and she just puts on a sheer uh, yeah, it's like jacket. Clear. 
<laughs> that, I think that's After my saying, mom's obviously, I was going to put something on it. Yeah, obviously, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing somewhere that uh, that they only had a two hundred thousand dollar wardrobe budget for this. I read something about one hundred and seventy three outfits that she had. Just something Alicia ridiculous. Silverstone. Wow, that's insane. I mean, working on something like this would be a huge undertaking, but it would be a ton of fun, but also a huge undertaking. And I mean, they, but they even did it like, even when you look at like the gym outfits, like on the gym uniforms, like they put so much thought into this and they made it everything so unique. That whole scene when they're trying to play tennis and they're all just like standing there, like just making fun of each other. I'm sorry. My doctor gave me a note that I can't do anything that shoots balls at my face. Well, there goes your social life. I think it's, I think it's funny that <laughs> she tells Ty. Best fucking line of the whole movie, man. There goes she, your social life. The coach tells Ty to go like dress out for, for P.E. And, but like if you look at what all the other girls are wearing, they're, are they, are, that's their P.E. outfits? They, that, that's them yes. dressing Apparently. Out? Yes, yeah. those are their that's, P.E. Yeah. outfits. Wow. When I went to school, you had a uniform, <laughs> like a P.E. uniform. I mean, they looked like they had a uniform. They were all in black and white, and it was all like spandex. I think that was like like I don't know if it was what are those they're it's not a uniform but guidelines or whatever. Oh yeah, mm. that makes sense. It makes sense now. The only thing that really felt dated, actually, other than the guys, was also Ty. Like because they incorporated a lot of the grunge yeah. from oh, the yeah, early yeah, yeah. '90s, yeah, and that part. does feel a little dated. But it was also really I love I I enjoy the grunge scene, and so I enjoyed seeing that on TV or on the screen. Did they do something to Brittany Murphy's fucking eyes? Like her eye like sockets, she had, like bags. Like she right? had like bags. Like 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 she looked like like she'd been on like like a drug bender for. Months. Oh, like at the beginning, not yeah, like yeah. the whole movie. No, the Probably, whole movie. No, I thought oh. the, I thought they were gonna go away too. I remember them going away, and as I was watching the movie, I was like, "What the fuck did they do to her eyes?" Like she's even drugs, at the man. even at the wedding, she's at the very end. She still looks like I don't know. It's like she needs like a good night's sleep or something. I mean, she might. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she did start the movie by being like, "Who has drugs? I need." Yeah, drugs. she like, was on nah. drugs. She's, like, she's, like, she's like, "You want a coke?" She's like, "You got coke here? You have coke here?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's California. <laughs> God, that was a great line. It's a really good school. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> this is a really, really good, good school. school. <laughs> you guys talk to each other like you're grown-ups. It's a really good school. I did love her little accent. It's great. I thought all of the accents were. Were wonderful. I think Brittany Murphy's was like just like top notch. Though when I was a kid, I was so confused about where she was from. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It does stand out. Well, even even the stoner kid, where he's like, the way I feel about like the Rolling Stones is like how my kids will feel about Nine Inch Nails. So I I think I should like you know not be go so hard on my mom. Like that that like stoner kid dude is so funny, man. Brecken Meyer, dude. Yeah, he, dude. He is great in every single scene he's in. His last name's Birkenstock, which is funny because that's what Stoner Kids <laughs> wears, Birkenstocks. <laughs> I feel so bad for him throughout, though, because he keep, Cher keeps pushing him away, keeps keep being gravitated towards Ty. Yeah, I kept waiting for them uh, to finally get together. Well, they did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a solid payoff. Keep waiting for it. Yeah. When it happens, you're like, yes! Yeah, yeah, that was the best yeah. part of the movie. I think was those two getting together. Yeah, dude, no doubt. It was the it was the most pure. Like there there was no pretense in, in there at the beginning it. Yeah. of their okay, relationship. But also, you mean it though, creepy. no, but actually, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for it. it's also it's really good that uh, that they waited because Ty was like you know searching for drugs and he 
had them. And he, like, by the end of it, he had gotten clean and he was going to the meetings and he was getting his life together. And that's when he got together with Ty. And imagine if they got together at the beginning of the movie well, and it would, they would just have been destructive together. Well, she had, yeah, because yeah. she, now she's yeah. actually gone through a change. She's, she's experienced some shit. She became a total bitch there for a minute and then, you know, had to, like, settle down. Kind of got a little uh, big headed, you know. So it, 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 it Fresh was, with death. Yeah, 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 right. It was uh it, it was good. It was good to uh to build that up and then, you know, have have uh, to change a little bit. It made them both stronger for their I do love how in that scene Cher is like, "Well, this one time I got held up at gunpoint and everybody's like, yeah, 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 but she almost yeah, died." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird how Cher uh like falls in love with um Josh. It's it's like it's like she waits weird? until yeah this whole thing's kind of fucking weird but like you know uh, <laughs> it's just weird that like when, when her friend starts to show an attraction she's like wait 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 no 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 I want him so that was kind of no like I don't odd... think it's wait wait I want him it's it's the realization that like oh this guy is actually like worth looking at and so she finally looks at him in that light and realizes that he's way better than she ever gave him credit for you know she's got to feel jealous and then she's gonna be like but why am i jealous of <gasps> yeah why am i je- oh, yeah my Josh. Oh, yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah, funky weird. funky butt loving and in, in love with josh <laughs> I, I love how she makes the uh fucking uh, kentucky joke at the end like oh we don't marry our cousins and i'm like yeah you marry your step brother we're yeah. not really related though well, it's technically an ex-stepbrother ex. Yeah. and uh, earlier in the movie she's like oh there comes my here's my ex like it's weird. It is. I, I also like how you don't see the father after they start, like, uh, you know, Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd start making eyes at each other. The dad is just completely out of the movie. Because <laughs> you know that that motherfucker would have been like, what? <laughs> what are, what they, are you not, two doing? I'm not arguing that with you. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great if, like, after the credits, they cut to him and he's got his 45 and his shovel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you got goddamn right. <laughs> no one will miss you. The Marvel stinger I needed in this movie. <laughs> dude, he's he's like one of the best parts of the entire film. I, I oh, Every he's time he's on every screen, moment. I'm laughing. Every moment. Like, he, he is so great in this in this movie. Dan Hedaya. Yeah, my first experience in, with him was in uh, Rookie of the Year, so seeing him in this was super fun. I forgot fun. he was in that. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, dude. This is a very, very classic film uh, because of him, I do believe. Great, great scenes. Well, him and Wallace Shaw. Shaw. Uh, he's great, too. Like, yeah. man, talk about bringing some star power. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> uh, you know, dude, well, just also just uh, casting uh, the lady that played Miss Geist. Like, the casting of the, those two actors together to create that couple is so perfect. They look so good together. It's just like... It, it, They're it, so it, this, cute. It's, so, it's ridiculous. It's so perfect. Yeah. They were so yeah. cute. Honestly, that little makeover scene that they did... Before when uh, when Cher and and Dion were setting them up, where they like were attacking her, and they she's attacked like, What's her. going she's on? Like, she's <laughs> yeah, like, she's so leap. confused. But when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh my god, that's the most brilliant thing in the world." <laughs> like, that was one waist. of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, the, the little waist and you just fix your hair and you just turn yeah. the scarf and suddenly you're a whole new person. It's kind of like in Carrie, but like really fast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like that, yeah. It was exactly like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. A lot of the same beats and carry. What? No, 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 come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> we went from one extreme to the other. Uh, I thought it was really funny that Cher's mom died uh, in a routine liposuction uh, thing. <laughs> and, and, and the painting of her mom is, is amazing with like her like whisked up hair. 
It's, it's, it's really, really perfect. I could totally see uh, uh, Mr. Horowitz uh, with, with her mom back in the day. I, I want to I want to like make a prequel uh, Clueless film <laughs> with them. It would be excellent. It would be funny. Alicia Silverstone can play the mom still. Oh, yeah. She could do it. When well, she's not battling sharks. Right? Didn't she just yeah. do a shark movie, Brian? She did do a shark movie. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It was not very good. And the shark only showed up in the last five minutes, but it, it was there. It, it was there. <laughs> I'm glad to hear she's still working. Yeah, you don't see her mu- much anymore. Uh, fucking Batman Ever. and yeah. Robin killed her goddamn career. That movie fucking killed her. Yeah, she was on the up and up, and then I was like, oh, she's in Batman, and then I never saw her again. Well, that was because everyone made fun of her for eating pizza and called her Wait. Fat Girl. And what? what was she eating pizza? She, what? I do remember some hullabaloo And then after that, she... Dropped out for a little bit. No, no, no. She got had like a no. They like massacred her for her weight. Was she a pizza sponsor? And for everyone listening, no. She just it was like at a rap party. She was eating pizza, and someone took a picture. Um, they were like, "You fat ass, you're eating yes. pizza." Okay, oh my God, let's remember that, that it's the nineties. Pounds, Jesus yes. Christ. No. Yes, nineties. This was a very <laughs> fat hell, and uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, she kind of dropped out, and then I think she, like the next time I really saw her resurface was when she was like a vegan and like pushing her vegan stuff. Like she has a cook cookbooks and stuff. Are they all pizza books? And she likes to be talk amazing. About poop. <laughs> she talks about her poop a lot. If you are ever interested in that, I can see her Wait, talking why, about poop. Why is she talking about her poop? Because now that she's a vegan, her poop has changed, and she has a lot of feelings about it, and she describes it. What? And anyway, no, I'm serious. You can go Wait, look at she, She's got feelings about her poop changing. She's like, yeah. oh, look, God. look, look. Let me tell you about my yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> you that's got exactly what happened. Get your shit together. Look, you, you look, you, your 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 gut biome is all fucked up. You know, you need to get your gut biome like fixed because you know if you have a proper gut biome, wow. you know, I can take some of my healthy poop and put it up your butt <laughs> and fix your oh. gut biome. Oh my god. That's a real thing. Look that up. <laughs> no, but nope. okay, but that nope. is like helpful nope. if you have like issues though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Poop suppositories from Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> no, but me not hers though, because anyway. Wait. Never mind. Yeah. Oh what that I, I don't what's happening? You know that one girl was selling her candles that smelled like her hoo ha? This is the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh Gwyneth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she's she's done about a movie every year. Sometimes a little bit more often, yeah. But the last Why thing I remember, working? like actually properly seeing her in, was Blast from the Past in yeah. fucking nineteen ninety nine. Was she the girl in that? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Wow. Her and Brendan Fraser. That was a great movie. I really, great yeah, movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I don't even remember her in Scooby Doo Two, the live action one. I don't remember that. She's like some side character, I think. Her That's name it. Is Heather. I don't know what character. That she is. looks like a Heather. What does that mean? <laughs> what are you trying Heather's. to say by that? <laughs> Ooh, Snickers. Um, <laughs> product placement. Dude, the product placement in this is insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's so well done. Did you guys see the uh, Nabisco snack wells? No. Aren't they done by Nabisco? Like, it's like a... Well, I, I grew, growing up a little fat kid, my mom was always trying to get me to lose weight, so we had like snack wells in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the house. It's like a green box of like low-fat uh, little brownie like chocolate-covered things. Anyways, they were in the movie. It was, it was a weird like call back to childhood. What, what, where were they in the, the movie? Okay. It was during lunchtime. It's like they, they start down on, on the table and they like tilt up to... Um, actually, it may be the scene where everybody's sitting around and they're talking about uh, you know how Ty almost died. Oh, okay. Mm. I, think, I think they start on the table and they tilt up to everybody sitting there. 
think it's right there. I didn't notice them. I don't really know what they are, though, so. It's okay. Nobody else does either. I did really enjoy the Mentos commercial with Ty singing along. (laughs) Oh, that is great, because you know what? We all did that. Everybody, every single one of us has sung that song, right? Of course. Yeah. No, but like, to p- totally. no, but to put it in the movie and do it. Mike, have, no, did you even great. have a TV growing no, up? No, I definitely have sung. Did you did not have a TV? Come on, we've all done it. The Fresh Maker. What we should remember is that double mint gum. Mm, that's that's the commercial <laughs> I remember singing. The oh, double mint the gum. You know, what I was talking fruit. about was that yeah, was because good. they had well, that was the one with twins in it, right? right. I yeah. loved that one. Twins, Basil, twins, <laughs> twins, Basil, twins. <laughs> the one I was talking about was by Menon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that always got stuck in my head. Nope. Don't know it. You don't buy... But what was that for, by Menon? I don't know. It was at the end of the It was at the end of, uh, the commercial, and it would be like, by Menon. I remember singing that. Yeah, because it gets stuck it was, in your head. But I don't know what it was for. Yeah, me either. Nope. Didn't get stuck in my head. Don't know that one. Nope. Nope. <sighs> Straight up. Apparently, I, all I remember is uh, chewing gum songs i don't know why but yeah go figure that fresh one. goes better <laughs> uh make it last a little longer <laughs> uh longer with big red oh yeah, yeah. remember Shit. that one yeah yep. i wish i remembered yep. the whole thing yeah chewing gum commercials used to be really badass <laughs> what happened chewing gum god who even chews gum anymore? Yes, you know, chewing but, gum commercials lost all their flavor. You know, and Cher <laughs> chews gum because at the end of her little uh, her little speech, she does that little like quintessential like Cher pull the pull the gum out. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and it's like it starts dipping and like falling. It's like oh, so gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a great thing. It's a good it's a good little accent to the end of the scene. I think we should watch the trailer and reassess. Well, you heard it, guys. We're going to watch the trailer. <laughs> For Amy. What is it? Heckling? Heckling. Heckerling. Oh, Heckerling. Yeah. yeah, leave all that in. We're going to watch the trailer for Amy Heckerling's Clueless. We will be back. So, okay. Like right now, for example, the Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? And it's like when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? People came that, like, did not RSVP, so I was, like, totally bugging. I had to haul ass to the kitchen, squish in extra place settings, and, like, people were on mismatched chairs and all. But by the end of the day, it was, like, the more, the merrier. And so, if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. Wow. You guys talk like grown-ups. Oh, well, this is a really good school. Mr. Hall was way harsh. He gave me a C minus. <laughs> well, he gave me a C, which drags down my entire average. Hello? There was a stop sign. I totally paused. Well, you tried driving in platforms. Oh, should I write them a note? <gasps> Ew, get off of me. Ah, as if. Cher's got attitude about high school boys. It's a personal choice every woman has got to make for themselves. Cher is saving herself for Luke Perry. Cher, you're a virgin? I mean, I'm not prude. I'm just highly selective. I mean, you see how picky I am about my shoes, and they only go on my feet. Nice stems. Thanks. What the hell is that? A dress. Says who? 
Calvin Klein. I'm gonna be a supermodel. What are you doing? Yo, you get on the freeway. Get on the freeway. Go. Come on. Come on. Just like me. You go, girl. Are you okay? Uh, I'm fine. surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. I'm gonna be a supermodel. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Aiming Heckliner... Heckler... Heckerling? Heckerling. Amy Heckerling. What a fucking weird-ass last name. Damn it, Amy. Amy Heckerling's fucking clueless. <laughs> All right, she's <laughs> setting she the tone. The movie. <laughs> from the director of Bridgemont High, was the, was the Fast Times at Ridgemont Fast High? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Phoebe really? Cates, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Judge Reinhold. Yeah, the movie that launched so many careers. Sean Penn. This movie was apparently expected to do the same thing because she did it once before, and that was not true. It kind of did, you know, like to some decent. Careers like so the career careers were made from this I movie. Mean, Paul Rudd was not made from this movie. This was his first like you know big feature. Well, Halloween uh, Six was actually his first, but you know yeah, no, well, that's why I said know, well, big well, feature. Know, yeah. I qualified it, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Brittany Murphy and Alicia Silverstone. Obviously. That's true. Brit- Brittany Murphy did some. She made some waves. Alicia Silverstone should have. Alicia Silverstone was big there for a while. Um, she was, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was, a, was a, a solid five years. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else in this movie went on to, uh, well, except for, uh, um, well, there's a couple of them, but most of the other supporting cast went on to star in the TV show version of this movie that was also made by Amy Heckerling. So the problem with Alicia Silverstone is you can ask somebody, what's your favorite Alicia Silverstone movie and why is it Clueless? Uh, because that's pretty much that's the top one, right? Batman and the other one with uh, what's his name? That was Brendan Fraser. Thank you. I yeah. don't know. I'm really partial to the crush. I was gonna say Alicia Silverstone actually has a lot of movies, and if you were to ask anybody that question, I don't know that there would be one answer. Yeah, no, that's fair. Her filmography has 73 titles on it, so like she's done a lot of things. They're just not all huge. And I was a teenager when this movie came out. Obviously, it was a boy and thought it was like a, you know, a girly girl film. Did not go see it. But the 1995 movie I saw in theaters with Alicia Silverstone was Hideaway, also starring Jeff Goldblum, mm. which was a horror film. So, yeah. Any good? Uh, you know, it's not bad. It's not, it, it's, the CGI is terrible, but, you know, it, it's fine. Well, I don't know. I mean, if I saw that trailer first, I don't know that I would want to see it. I thought the trailer was really terrible, actually. Really? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? It makes I mean, it seem rote. A little bit. There there were some fun moments, but like they were mostly the fun moments from the movie that didn't imply that there was more to it. I don't know. The thing that I appreciate the most about this film is that it's like a modern ad- adaptation of Emma. That's what and- you enjoyed the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably because it's the only watchable uh, on-screen adaptation of Emma. That- <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The one with Gwyneth Paltrow that came out. Uh, Gwyneth like, Paltrow one was pretty solid. Uh, that, that, I, I, man, 
I don't think I've made it awake through the entire movie in one sitting. No, I don't think I have. It, no, that one's kind of boring. Just who did that? I've never seen it. I don't even know what it is. Gwyneth Paltrow is Emma. This is a remake of that. No, this is a remake of like Emma, like the novel. The Jane Austen. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm yeah. not up on my Austen. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Yeah, what, yeah, what was the other one? Uh, Sense and Sensibility. Um, Correct. Okay. That one's been redone like four times. She wrote romance novels back in the day. Yeah, I, I grew up with a mom who was full on obsessed with Jane Austen, so I've I've seen oh, a lot okay. of of the, versions sense, of things, though. and so this this one was a better version of most of the things that I was subjected to as a kid. <laughs> so What's maybe the story in the other a, one though? Is it just a, a kid who, who gives another kid a makeover? No, the the story is is Emma is a uh, a matchmaker. And is trying to hook everyone else up with everyone else and never decides to find love for herself until at the very end of the story, she realizes that it was there in front of her all along. It was her brother the whole time. It was not a family. It was not. not That was was a modern take on the thing, and that was a little bit weird. That's right. I want you guys to think about that for a second. The book that's over a fucking hundred years old, girl doesn't end up with a fucking family member. But in the 1995 film, hmm. Look, Brian, you can divorce uh, <laughs> you can divorce each other, but not the children. The hey, children children are family line. forever. Yeah. I love that line. I thought that was, yeah, that was good. Well worded. Sums up to who the dad is, like, right away. Because, like, you get introduced it to him. It does. And he's yeah, a jerk. That's a good point. And, like, even when he's being stern, like, he's he's got his moments of... I mean, you kind of expect him to be sort of an asshole and, like, who's aloof and doesn't really know or care about his daughter. And yet he proves time and time again throughout this film that he not only knows her, but like is present and cares. And yeah, he was he was a great dad character, especially for the 90s. Get out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Love that scene. But, but yeah, then, then he's like, we, no, we're not doing uh, we're, uh, we're not doing phones. We're not answering beepers right now. We're going to have family dinner. Stands up and we're going to have a real family up. moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until his phone rings. <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't know how I feel about Elisa Silverstone's character all the time, though. There are moments where I really dislike her. Not I her think you're supposed before. to dislike her at moments. Like, is, are you? Or at the very least, I think those are the attempts to give her character some sense of an, an arc of growth. Because if she's always this nice person who is always aware of other people and is popular because she's cool and, like, nice, how does she grow? Yeah, no, look, part of her character is, you know, playing the matchmaker, but that means controlling and manipulating people like chess moves. She's not, yes, she isn't a generally a nice character and she's a kind person, but she's doing it all for her. And the whole point of this is, yeah, she is, she, uh, she does have her moments and she does grow. But part of how she grows is by realizing that, like, yeah. I don't, there's the, there's that whole scene like with the water fountain where she's like you know I realize that I'm the clueless one. That's her supposed to be her moment of growth. I don't know if she grows in this in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, now as I was saying it, I was like she doesn't actually grow that much. <laughs> they they present it as she's growing because she realizes that she loves 
Josh, but that's not necessarily really a form of growth. And But the one good thing about her realizing that she loves him is that she stops trying to control everyone else around her. And then when she stops trying to do that, you know, that's when Ty gets with Travis and that's when yeah. Dion and, yep. you know, everything just kind of settles down and everyone gets happy and can do their own thing as soon as she stops doing <laughs> so it. So she gets out of everyone's way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but as soon as she gets out of everyone's way, she also gets out of her own way. And then she can also be happy. And that's the most growth you get from this. And you could totally make the argument that she doesn't really grow that much. Well, she's only 16. She is a child, yes. Was she actually 16 in this? Or is she 15 and about to turn 16? And so she's driving around with... No, because she gets her her license. She gets her license, so she's 16. Well, she's trying to get her license, but the whole movie she's driving around with like just a permit. Well, no, because she tells Ty, she's like, well, as the older one, because she's 16 years and like uh, born, what was it? No, she's she's 15. She's um, They're going to be 16. Ty's going to be 16 in May. And she's like, well, as someone born in April and who's older, you know, or whatever. Yeah. As I was born in April and I'm older. She's 15 and going to be 16 in like four months. So she's still 15. Oh, all right. That's how I understood that. She said she's 16 in the movie at the end. There's no way she can get her license and test for her license if she's. she's Obviously, she had a birthday and we didn't see it. Yeah. So this movie took place over the course of the year, then. That makes sense. Wait a minute. We didn't see the Sweet 16 birthday party? Now (laughs) I feel right. Sweet 16 only happens for a person who's. Well, we're going to have a wedding and a birthday party. And another party. This whole thing is nothing but parties. Yeah, that's true. One of them should have been a birthday party then, Jared. <laughs> it's true. If she turned 16 in this movie and they didn't cover it, I think that's a tragedy. I think you're right, though. She totally goes for <laughs> a driving test. That's she where totally... the movie fails. You're yeah, right. that's Look, it. Man, there we go. It. Major you fucking plot it. hole, bro. Clueless fucking two, t- <laughs> two Elkins out of 10. Let's move on. <laughs> no respectable 16-year-old girl would not let her birthday be celebrated on camera. And Beverly Hills, come on, no, hundred percent, right? Yes, I know. Think of the production design. That's probably they were like budgetary reasons. We gotta cut it. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Nope. We're cutting that out of the script. We can't afford that many ponies. Uh, nope. Sorry. <laughs> we can get two. All the ponies. The last yeah. time we had that many doves, people started shooting. There was feathers everywhere. It was just. It's not worth it. Wait. Any, anybody got anything? My attempt at a Jane Austen discussion lasted like four minutes, so that's... that's is that, is that what you were, you were going to lean you, real heavy on that? Did you want to lead more with that, Mike? No, yeah, no, man. that was basically the extent of it. Man, <laughs> he was hoping that one of us would volley that back. Like, oh, bro, yeah, I was dude. Like, <laughs> like, hitting that one to Kristen. She just when, I read Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> when I read Pride and Prejudice with zombies, it really like showed me another side. You know. Well, okay, so that's to it, speak, it, I guess to Brian's point, I never really was a Jane Austen fan because I don't think the books are that interesting. It's just about people who meddle in other people's business. <laughs> and I was like, just nothing happens. Nothing is going on. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure maybe a lot of people would disagree with me and they love it and fine. I just never got into it. You don't think suppressing your emotions in Victorian times is interesting? <laughs> I will Shots say, fire. okay, I, I don't care because I'm, so I'm going to skip to somewhere else. Um, I really love when she gets <laughs> robbed in the um, parking lot and she's like, no, I can't get down. <laughs> because yeah. of the Do you know who this is? <laughs> that was a I great will moment. shoot I you will... in the head. <laughs> <laughs> she's like considering it like it's probably actually worth it at this point. 
<laughs> Great camera work there. Love the angles uh, and lighting in that scene. It's really pretty with the sign and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It did bother me that she she calls Josh and then doesn't tell him where she is. She just says Beverly Hills and he says, oh, I'll be there in a minute. Sun Valley and, or whatever. Sun, yeah. yeah. And yeah, just cut to like, no, no, like, oh, I think it's over here or it's, this is the name of the place. Just click, hang up, and then they're in the car. Like, that, that was classic movie making, I guess, but it bothered me. He looked at his caller ID, wrote that number down, and then called her on the cell phone to that payphone whenever he got in the area. Yeah, bullshit. We didn't need all that. Brian edited the shit. He's like cutting all the shit out. We don't need it. I mean, I moving would, on. Yeah, I would definitely cut that scene out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking teenager wants to see that? Oh, oh, no, no, you need to make a left. <laughs> no, no, teenagers don't want to fucking see that. Teenagers don't care. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about it once, even watching the movie. It's just, I know. did this viewing, yeah. I, I noticed it. But, I did yeah, not notice originally. it at all. I think... <laughs> I mean, I, I noticed it, originally. but I didn't think about it, or it yeah. didn't really bother me. It's I, just, I, who cares? Maybe that's I, just illustrative of how bored I was watching this, actually. I like that they bring uh, the uh, Josh's girlfriend, or whomever that is, with him in, in the car ride. I think that's excellent. Yeah, that that gave some good interaction. That was a good moment. Yeah. Well, I loved how it set up Cher to actually know something, and she's <laughs> even though she can't contribute to any of Josh's discussions, she does know Mel Gibson, and so she could contribute her little <laughs> line there. I do like how even a female director makes the smart woman as dumpy and as ugly as possible. Like no, worst but that looking was the chick style. in the whole movie. No, but that was the style then. That was the style. But no, she's like wearing like like no color at all. She's all in like dark. Yeah. No, she the was straight doing... long black hair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was no, but that was the that was like the coffee shop intellectual like style back then. I mean, you know, I feel like there were some intellectuals maybe at the high school, and they, you know, they just they just they just dressed better. Well, that's because they were kids, you know. College students just don't care. <laughs> Smart college students don't care because we're too busy reading books. <laughs> Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. All these books. With his goatee. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and the, the gay kids reading Junkie, <laughs> the William S. Burroughs book. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. No, but like, I Subtle. love this because I'm so happy that I have left all of that behind because I knew so many people who were like the pseudo intellectuals who did sit there and like read those stupid books and like would they would just like and have those stupid conversations and like nobody cares. <laughs> Like what? Like no yeah, one just talking no to talk. Cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not even like contributing anything when you're having these so-called intellectual discussions. You're just putting out noise and regurgitating conversations you heard someone else have. Well, on thirty and on I, page thirty-five. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, well, that's what they did. I so I did appreciate that in the movie that they portrayed that also. Definitely, really good world building. It definitely feels like it's a really well lived in place in, in all point. aspects. I was. I did notice that even though it was the 90s and it's Beverly Hills, there was a significant amount of variation in the people there uh, in terms of like body size and hair color and even skin tone to some extent, Um, because I feel like now everybody just looks exactly the same. But watching this, I was really surprised at the the diversity and I know it wasn't super diverse again it's the 90s in Beverly Hills but I was still very surprised at at the amount of of different types of people they had Jared what did you think about those world building opening montages that were very music video-esque 
Oh, with them like out partying. It's a perfect day. <laughs> Nothing's gonna. Yep. Now, that fucking song. <laughs> yep. Exactly um, that song. Yeah, dude. Uh, it, it's it's great, and I love how it opens. Is like, uh, I know you think you're watching a Noxzema commercial or whatever, because yeah, it totally felt like, like what that. a perfect way to break the ice from that. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it totally sets tone. I, I liked all that stuff at the beginning where it's all her like little monologues. Yeah, it's kind of like she's writing a diary or whatever. Yeah, I it found it good. really it interesting that that this movie was shot by one Bill Pope, director oh, of photography of The Matrix. Yeah, yeah, and Team America, World Police. Yeah, uh, yeah. He also did Spider Man Two, <laughs> Baby Driver, The Jungle Book. Like this dude is, like well, I've loved this guy's up, work for a long time, and like knowing that this was early work for him is really interesting. I think he did a damn good job. He he created this like look that like the uh, movies like um, American Pie, and uh, what were you shaking your head for, Brian? Nothing, nothing. Just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> American Pie and Road Trip and stuff like that will will carry on in the future. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You got to give American Pie something to work for. Great movie, actually. We're doing that next week. We'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've got my pie doesn't like romantic Vetoed. comedies. <laughs> wait, hold up. Uh, wait, you just call American Pie a romantic comedy? It is, it is, no. if you're a pie fucker. It is no. very romantic, rom- and there are many comedic it's moments. It's not a rom-com. That, that is a, a raunchy <laughs> com. I know, I know Brian. That, that's in a Porky's vein. Not in a, you know, anyway. <sighs> Things to think about, but not discuss on an episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there eventually, Brian. Oh, the fuck we will. Uh, budget was $12 million, um in 1995. That, that's... Pretty good. Um, U.S. gross was uh, fifty-six million. Man, it's not bad. It's great. That's solidly middling. Pretty sure it was an HBO watch for me. Yeah, this feels like yeah. a pretty quintessential HBO type movie. I definitely saw that. Yeah, they, cause they even had the uh, clueless, the, like the HBO first look <laughs> when they would do like the behind the scenes. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that. Uh, and then there was a clueless TV series. Yeah, that was my experience as a teenager. I actually didn't see the movie until we watched it for this. Really? Yeah. I had seen pieces of it, and like I was very aware of its existence, but had never actually... I realized like halfway through, I've never actually watched the whole thing. I've only oh. seen like, clips and shit. I did not even know that TV show existed. Yeah, I kind of remember that there was a TV show, but I did not watch it. Most of the main supporting cast was all the same, except for Brittany Murphy and Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone, I bet you she wishes she did that instead of Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Had it been uh, today, she would have, because it would have been on one of these streaming services. Yeah, yeah. Back then, TV was still bad, you know? Oh, man. You're really falling down if you had, like, a big movie, and now you're going to, like, do it on TV? Oh, yeah. As if. So are we ratings? It feels like it, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about this. Come on. Who's going first? Who's rating Clueless? We're keeping it real? Who's keeping it real? Nobody's nobody's keeping shit real. You guys suck. Um. <sighs> all right. I guess I'm going to go first. Um, I enjoyed this a lot more as a teenager watching this movie. As an adult, I have this weird, I'm an old man watching these kids, and I 
don't relate to this lifestyle in any way, shape, or form from anyone. Um, I never had friends like this growing up in high school. I never had this amount of money. I don't know anybody, even in my high school, that had this amount of money. That's just, yeah. So this it always seemed like, uh, like, like a, a, a fun, spoofy version of like Melrose Place, you know, like growing up or Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, and I, I enjoyed it a lot more when it was released now th- this movie is not it's not saying anything and i guess the thing that that really bothers me the most is like i went back and rewatched fast times at ridgemont high and i man fuck i wish i didn't because that movie has even though it's all teenagers and there's like stoner humor in it and everything like that and i thought it was gonna be really dated but that movie has a lot to say the abortion topic matter that Oh my god! The way that's handled in the film is is heavy, and, you, and it leaves you something to think about afterwards. And the problem with this movie is it's so fluffy that I don't I don't have any. It's it's kind of vapid. I don't I don't feel anything after watching it. It's like okay, yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed it, and there's no thoughts. There's no lingering anything. I can't remember any of the shots. I don't know what they look like. All the lighting looks plain to me. Everything is just kind of plain. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, there are these funny moments. And I remember these performances. And that's kind of it. And everything else is just nothing lasts. So, I mean, that said, it is it is well done. And it is enjoyable while you're watching it. Um, but I I think I'm going I'm to come in at a... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an eight. I'm gonna do an eight. Fun, but there's not a lot else there outside of being fun. Vapid is a really good word for it. I've been searching for that articulation. Thank you for that, Brian. Yeah, I I think this is um, eloquently written. I won't say well written because that would imply, like you were saying, more to say. Um, but there's some there's some funny lines. There are some interesting characters. There's a lot of characterizations, none of which I could relate to. I was really bored watching it, but I'll also, like Brian said, I'm an adult and I didn't see it when I was a teenager, so I don't have that direct relation. Um, I, I think there's there's some fun interactions. I do like the relationships that some of these characters have. Um, I think Bill Pope has some good moments where there's some like long one or takes that that they do a lot of. There's a lot of like background action and extras doing things and people coming into frame and they're still walking and talking and doing like, there's some good oneers. There's some good moments in this. Um, overall, I'd say about 60% of the movie I found interesting enough to like kind of pay attention to, but there's just so much fluff, so much like, Oh, let's show more random costumes that were really good costumes, but like it was just for the sake of let's see clothes. Um, and just kind of montages and, fluff that I just didn't really care about much of what was happening in this movie. I think there's some really solid performances. It was fun to see Paul Rudd in such an early role. Um, I wish Alicia Silverstone had done bigger things in her life. She's obviously still working. uh, So she's, you know, it's not like she went anywhere, but I don't know. I I think after all this time, I was kind of hoping for a bit more, um, a bit more weight to this film. And I didn't find it, and so that just kind of left me not thinking about it. I tried to 
bring it around to watch it again a second time over this last week and a half, and I just kept not caring and not caring. Uh, so once was enough for me. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at a six. Wow! All right, six. Who's going next? Hello. I loved this movie when it came out. I loved everything about it. And when I was a child, I thought this was like, you know, what high school was like, and this is what you know adults were like. And um, I just thought it was a ton of fun. And as an adult, I love actually watching this now and seeing. Um, the satire in it. I think this is still a very excellent um, commentary on the, yeah, actually the 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 all how vapid we can become. I think this is excellent commentary, but I'm not bored by that because I know so many people like this, and I know so many people who. Um, but at the same time, not only do I know people who are just like obsessed with themselves and their, you know, um, faces and their clothes and all of that. I know so many people who are on the opposite and just denounce it. And I, obviously middle ground is key here. Um, but I feel like this is excellent commentary on both sides of it. Both sides of no, I would never care about my looks or, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with my looks. And I think this movie touches on both of those. And um, as an adult, I can sit here and like actually really enjoy that fine line that it walks. Both sides are stupid. And that is what the point is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) One is not better than the other. Um, Both sides are being stupid. And I feel like this movie perfectly encapsulates that. There is a lot of fluff. And I actually really like that. I love wholesome things. I love fluffy things. You want to wrap it up and put a little bow tie on it? That's great. I fucking love that. Let me, you know, just settle in with my popcorn here. So I'm not going to complain about that. I don't think people need to like have some sort of awful tragedy. And even to that end, there, there are things that happen like ties brush with death and her being held up at gunpoint and like there are like actually like very serious things and you don't have to go into the drama of it in order to touch on it and in fact i think it's while there are i can obviously appreciate a really good drama and a good character study i think showing how you move forward is also really important and how you can still have a really good life and that's what i love about this is the balance it seems to find among all of these, I don't want to call them stupid people, but kind of, uh, but the balance that it finds and how they can still have a really good life and how they are moving, they all are moving towards the center instead of being on such extremes. Um, And that being said, um, this movie just, you can't, I don't even think that you can overstate how much of an impact it had Hmm when it came out um, with the clothes and with the, the slang and with um, it did, maybe it didn't launch these people's careers, but there are a lot of really big names in here. This is a big movie and I think it still holds up. I was actually very impressed with it. I was a little worried it had, it would not hold up, but I actually thought it held up really, really well. I'm going to give it a 10. Nice. The oh, but I would like to point out that it is creepy that she gets with her ex stepbrother. Like that's weird. But <laughs> all right, so, ex stepbrother. Yeah, Kristen. I know. I said ex. that. I said that. But it's still I know, weird. But that makes it okay. And she says it's, the R word like how many times in the movie? Twice? No, just like once. But it was like it was acceptable then. <laughs> 
I was actually surprised. Who who's streaming this? I was surprised they hadn't like bleeped it out or replaced the word. Netflix is streaming. Is Netflix? I was really surprised that they hadn't you like. That? Am I mad? Oh, we should ask. Uh, asking like, great. Right? Yeah. Okay. He, he he was so apathetic. Damn. He was like. Netflix is streaming this. <laughs> I mean, it's not there surprising. <laughs> First Dave Chappelle, now Clueless. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remove Clueless. Um, I used to watch this movie a lot as a kid. It was a, uh, I don't know, it was just always on. It's kind of like a quintessential thing to watch. It, it, was, it was like quotable. And, you know, it's just a fun movie. It's like a cartoon. Um, <laughs> It is. It is. It's like a cartoon, it's a good word. right? Good word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's ridiculous, and it's very self aware of what it is. And I, I I like that the you know Cher is they they make her out to be like kind of a vapid like kind of a a dumb person, but but you know she's actually not she's not dumb. She's just smart in her own way. Uh, I don't know. This, this time watching it, I, I struggled. I struggled to watch it. It, it was it was kind of hard, but it it was kind of like you know like like we talked about before watching movies that you've seen a lot before. It's kind of like you know visiting old friends. It's it's remembering the times that like oh shit yeah I remember this was really great. Um, it just unfortunately doesn't. I don't know, maybe I just I'm I'm, I'm over judging it. I, I I think it's really cool. I think it feels like slightly modern at times. I, I find it enjoyable. I, I laughed. I, mean, I I I love I love seeing Wallace Shawn on screen. You know, it's like it's just there's so many great actors in this and, and really great moments. Uh, it, I, you know, Brian, you said it looked kind of like plain, and I think you're right with that as far as like you know just being a comedy. But I still think Bill Pope did a great job. I think I think it's shot really well. There's some really cool stuff, but also it's really simple. You know, we're we're just capturing stuff. It makes me think that. Well, actually, I was I was trying to decide whether it was like if there was a lot of like improv going on, but also it feels very written. Anyways, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to labor on about it too much. Uh, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a nine. I, I think I think it's really fun. I, I think it's it's a big movie from my from my childhood, uh, just on nostalgia alone. Nines and tens, really, guys? Really, really? I don't know. Well, well, Brian, great. well, Brian, Rotten Tomatoes brings us in at an eighty-one percent tomato meter with a seventy-six percent audience score. Yeah, didn't didn't I get didn't I give it an eight? You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. 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 Brian, like the movie, was self-aware about what he gave it. <laughs> Very self-aware. I mean, what, what are you, you going to give it? I mean, it's not like it's not terrible, but I mean, like, it's just not a 10. It's just not there. It's just not. There's not you hear a that, quality. Kristen? It's just not a 10. I mean, just not because he says it doesn't mean it's true. But thank <laughs> I mean, you for sharing. <laughs> I appreciate your input. Obviously. Of course it's true. <laughs> Clueless is a funny and clever reshaping of Emma. It offers a soft satire that pokes as much fun at teen films as it does as the Beverly Hills glitterati. Good word there. That is a good word. Is that the Netflix summary? <laughs> <laughs> the Netflix summary would probably just be like a group of teenagers is hanging out <laughs> at school. A, a and that's all it says. Well dressed teenagers. <laughs> So that's going to do it for us tonight. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. Jared, where can the audience find you? You can find me on Instagram at checkthegate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. And Mike, where can they find you? 
I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can I find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on uh, Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight with, uh, I think we're going to play Supermodel. This is from Jill Sobol. Enjoy.